everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from a presentation by Dr. Matthew Carmody during Lipedema Simplified Summer Boot Camp as part of Lipedema Awareness Month in June 2022. Dr. Carmody is an Assistant Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School and a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. He recently retired from his practice as an internal medicine practitioner to focus on lipedema and obesity medicine. In this clip, Dr. Carmody introduces us to the adipocyte or the fat cell and the pathophysiology of lipedema. He explains why diuretics don't help with the fluid congestion and why compression does. So I want to introduce you to the, the fat cell that's called the adipocyte. And I want to tell you that that adipocyte is as big as the thickness of your hair, a hair on your head. So if you want to know how big these adipocytes are, you just have to pick a hair off. You can look at the thickness of that hair and that's how big an adipocyte is. And you should know there's 25 to 35 billion of those cells in your body. And you also have to know that there's 10 billion feeders of those cells. And the adipocyte is not there for triglyceride storage alone. In fact, it makes hormone. It makes estrogen. It makes leptin. Leptin is something that goes to the brain and tells the brain, this is how much stored energy I have. If it makes a lot of leptin, it means it's a big cell and it has a lot of energy stored. And it actually goes to the brain and the hypothalamus of the brain and actually reads that how much leptin and the brain has a perfect idea about how much stored energy it has. And it has to decide what to do with that stored energy. And so you know now that there's other factors in this, not just the adipocyte because it's acting the way it should. It's giving a clear signal to the brain. The other thing that you see there, adiponectin, it is a very important hormone that goes to a lot of other muscles, liver, pancreas, and it actually creates a good metabolism. But adiponectin goes down when the adipocyte gets big. And so what we have is that we have less good metabolism in lipedema because adiponectin is actually not secreted at a high level. The other interesting thing is that the adipocyte makes inflammatory triggers. That is, it creates inflammation. If something's not happening for it, it will signal the rest of the body through creating inflammatory triggers and inviting other cells into the space. So there you have a reason that inflammation then becomes a source of scarring, but also it's a source of pain. First of all, lymphatic vessels in people with lipedema are fragile. They break easily. And that's the source of the hematomas that come up, you know, that you find that you didn't even do anything. And all of a sudden you have a little bruise. And so that's because of that vessel fragility. The other thing that starts to happen is the estrogen receptors are making the cell bigger. So the cell being made bigger, it needs a supply. It needs a bigger supply of nutrients. It needs more arterioles. The problem is, is it gets some more, but it doesn't get enough. 
The, the other thing that's happening on the other side is the lymphatics are actually, that is returning 40, 40 to 60% of the fluid to the heart is actually a very poor quality. See, these are sort of dilated. There's green dilations of that lymphatic channel. Also, it's curving around, not like the lymphatic vessel above it, which is very straight. This one is actually curving around and it's in very poor tissue, the same tissue that causes your skin to hang off your arm. So that that's using both 2D and 3D MR lymphangiography. And this was without a tracer because this was a non-invasive way of doing the MR lymphangiography. So this was quite extensive imaging and the imaging is highly sensitive. And then the images were then all reviewed by three different radiologists. The three radiologists all looked at all of the images of every participant in the study. And the radiologist had no idea what the other radiologists were saying. And they also had no idea which group the images belonged to. So they didn't know if this was a lipedema group or a participant that was in the lymphedema group. So they were completely blinded to that. So the results, there was actually very good agreement between the radiologists. So they independently looked at all these images and they all came up to this pretty much the same conclusions for each participant in the study. And they were really, they were identifying what features that they observed or didn't observe in each image. And so interestingly, so participants in the lipedema lipolymphedema and lymphedema groups all had elevated levels of edema in the subcutaneous adipose tissue and evidence of lymphatic impairment compared to the age and BMI matched control group. So that was a very interesting result in the study. And also the lipedema participants had a subcutaneous adipose tissue fluid profile, even if they did not have overt clinical signs of lymphedema. So in other words, they would have been put into the lipolymphedema group if they had overt signs of, oh, there is lymphedema here as well as lipedema. They didn't have those overt signs, but when they were examined under with this imaging, then it was obvious that there were signs of edema. So what are the conclusions that the researchers came up with? The researchers believe that MR lymphangiography imaging in this study indicates the presence of edema and excess fluid in lipedema tissues, even before overt signs are visible, which suggests that interventions such as manual lymph drainage, compression, and pneumatic pumps are indicated much earlier in the progression or natural history of this disorder. The authors of the paper state that this imaging is already offered as surveillance of patients with cancer-related lymphedema, and so it could also be offered to patients with lipedema. It's non-invasive. It's offered at many imaging centers. So in this way, earlier detection of lipedema and associated tissue edema could be diagnosed and the appropriate treatment could be offered. Other papers have stated that any edema associated with lipedema is due to the comorbidity of obesity. But earlier studies have shown that lymphatic dysfunction does not typically occur consistently 
with obesity until BMI exceeds 40. And so at that point, you're morbidly obese, not just obese. So we're not getting that lymphatic dysfunction with someone who is just has simple obesity until they get over a BMI of 40. All participants in this study had a BMI of less than 40. Further, even in lipedema participants in the study with a BMI less than 30, lymphatic dysfunction and increased fluid load was detected. So in this way, MR lymphangiography may also offer a method to distinguish between lipedema and obesity. I really feel like this study is important for women with lipedema, not only because it offers an imaging method that is effective for differentiating between conditions often confused with lipedema, but this imaging can also offer early detection of lipedema and justify inclusion of intervention options that treat edema. Other recent papers have stated that there's no edema in lipedema, so therefore no interventions such as MLD should be provided for a patient with lipedema. This study adds further evidence that by using imaging techniques with higher sensitivity, we do indeed see edema in lipedema tissues. This may help a lipedema patient get the proper treatment earlier, which may ultimately lead to better management of their condition. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.